0: Start it when we want to.
1: We can just kind of one, two, skiddly do this thing. Let's just skiddly do. <laughs> so I think we're live. We're live. We're live with the Brawl and the Bird 13 wrap up show. The whole crew's here Ryan Middleton, Jim Mooney. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You should try to do the buffer. We are live. That would be embarrassing. Yeah. I would pull up when, uh, when Flannery got his knockout and Ryan Kavanaugh blew out his voice. That would be me trying Dude. to do Buffer.
0: Dude, what you call oh, man? <laughs> this is the Brawl in the Berg 13 wrap-up show. Our fir- We're going to do this, guys. Every show, we're going to do a wrap-up show. Talk about the night's events. Talk about the event. What? What? Oh, like like the uh
2: Monday morning quarterback.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Except it's going to be like Monday evening reflections. That with, doesn't
1: sound nearly as good. Yeah. As well, we, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, let's work on yeah. it. Leave us some suggestions for what we should call this show.
0: Yes, the 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 Berg rap, the Brawl wrap-up, the Wrapping Brawl. <laughs> the, save him, rap, Jim. Rap please, when we brawl. Jim,
1: save him. Give, get him yeah, out of this. There's, there's no saving. <laughs> But it was a good show. I mean, the show was incredible. We appreciate, obviously, everybody that came out, all the fighters, all the fans. It is, we say it all the time after shows, but that post-show buzz is real. Like, all day Sunday, you're still feeling really good, still kind of reliving everything that went down. And even today, Monday, you know, I've been thinking about the event all day. Obviously, little tweaks, little things we can do differently and better are on my mind. And also, I like celebrating the things we did do really well. And those were some killer fights, especially... That pro portion of the card was as good as it gets for us I think at least since I've been involved those 3 fights were all amazing
0: bangers man they were all they all came they all brought it mm-hmm. it was it was phenomenal I got to tell you I I mean honestly this was a tough card for me cuz I've been in f- so much physical pain the past like couple weeks that like I was not feeling great on Saturday mm-hmm. night. I just wasn't like physically that's taken its toll. Mm-hmm. I'm finally have an appointment to with an ortho on uh Thursday. Nice. So, I mean, I, I, I was, I was not feeling great. I tried to put on like the best smile I could and like, but I have not been feeling great. And yeah. there's a lot of walking around that goes, even when I'm trying not to, there's still a lot of walking around that goes on. And my knee is just
1: bad. Yeah. Ryan's knee was jacked all week here at the studio recording the podcast he texted me one time i was like bro i can't walk like my knee just gave out i need to go to the doctor i was like well go to the doctor he's like we got an event saturday i can't go to the doctor yet i'm like well wear a brace he's like i don't want to wear a brace at the event so yeah so here we are
2: the the brace helps though because i've been down that road before and you feel like a sissy when you got it on and do people see me limping and i i like i wouldn't have been
0: able to like have the um the the knee jacked up wrestling match in the back with Edwin Vera though if I'd have been all braced up and stuff it would have been unfair that was was a great fight was that
2: on paper I didn't I don't oh you weren't there for that
0: yeah me and Edwin were kind of like you know you know how we play around and and then someone we were just playing around like we were and then I think it was you Hunter that go what is this the the uh, cripple the knee (laughs) the knee cripples fighting championships. So speaking
2: of Edwin, Edwin was uh, bouncing around a little bit and talking to us. And um, he gave me an update for when he's coming back um, into the cage. It's not going to be until, you know, sometime in January is when he's going to be ready. Um, But thinking about his style, um, we had somebody on the card Saturday night that is like the younger, um, newer version of Edwin and brawler. And he set a record,
0: fastest fastest Colton. knockout. I'm talking about Colton Musk. No, no, no. Oh, oh, yeah, Joe Larocca. Joe Larocca. Oh
1: man, Joe
0: Larocca. We, I mean, Hunter and I, literally today, have had plenty of Joe Larocca conversations. Like the most lovable mm-hmm. human being on the face of the planet. I don't mm-hmm. think. I mean, no one knew him, and like the whole crowd was like loving him. It yeah. was. And so, little known fact: what did you what did you figure out today, Hunter?
1: Poof, so what much. about his walkout? I learned so. Oh, he was wearing a Golden Girls shirt to the cage, which I did not see in I real time. I did, but in the in the photos, Paul Luke posted some photos. He's wearing a freaking Golden Girl. It says "Stay Golden" with the Golden and girls with the on Golden it. Girls on it. Dude, he is a savage. Yeah, he's ridiculous, and. Also, shout out Paul Luke a second time. He took the best picture of a mullet in existence. Like that picture of LaRocca winging a punch with his mullet blowing in the air is literally the best, like in human history, the best capture of a mullet ever. Jim, you need to start paying
0: attention, bro.
2: (laughs) So he's like, when I think of Joe, um, if you just try to um, picture in your mind the classic. Boxer f- photo from like the early 20th century, like 1910, 1920. Exactly. <laughs> like, but bald bald heads, got the yeah, yeah. Um, curly the mustache. Yep, mustache. Yeah. Who, who's
0: and the guy Joe? from Cleveland that was in the uh, John or, Gunther? Or Gunther, yeah. yeah. Jim, I think if Imagine. you you want to have your mic more pointed, like there you go. Yeah, much that like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that does sound better. Yeah. Now you get Jim Mooney and crystal clear HD audio. Crystal clear. But yeah, LaRocca, I mean, so his debut, he has like a fight of the night against Elijah Davis in Johnstown. That, and that was probably a, the fight of the night on two, that card. Those
0: two, he would get picked up and slammed and smiling the whole smiling time. Smiling like, the
1: entire time. Now he gets a nine second knockout victory. Like, this dude's amazing. I don't know what to make of him. I truly don't. I know I want to see him fight again, though. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I just, I, I just, I'm so intrigued by him. Truly. I, I mean,
0: He's just a very unique person. I, I, I really, I'm. I don't know. He's intriguing. Yeah. Well, let's stop at the. Let's start at the top of the card. Let's start with the pro fight, so we can spend some time talking about them. Huge title defense by the Wolverine, Ethan mm-hmm. Goss. You know, I mean. I always say like it's one thing to go and hunt but it's another thing to be the hunted and right. that's tough like when when you're the Patriots and everyone's mm-hmm. game that they target at the beginning of the season against you that's tough and that's why they were so legendary because they were always the hunted and they just thrived when you're champion of 247 it means something and he's now the hunted and it's a lot tougher being the hunted than, than being the hunter, and and he,
1: he's thriving. Yeah, I think that point is very apparent, and I'll take it the whole way back to weigh-ins. Um, Tobias Taylor initially weighed in at something like, let's say, 145.8, less than a pound over, but enough over to where he wouldn't have qualified for a title fight. And, uh, you know, if that's not a title fight, we've seen it enough times where guys are already depleted. It's 0.8 pounds. The other guy agrees to fight him. He just says, all right, we're good. Like, I'll take the small fine, move on with our lives. But Tobias literally goes, like, looks at us and says, I want that belt. Puts on his sweatsuit and goes and burns off that point eight. Like, he wanted that belt. He wanted that title shot, man. Like you say, Ethan was the hunted. It couldn't be more true. Like, Tobias was hunting him. He was not leaving that place without his title shot. And... To his credit, that third round, man, he absolutely was landing bombs on Ethan. And I don't... Ethan's chin is incredible. Like, Mm, I was really surprised that he didn't even appear to get hurt. He just transitioned right into his wrestling, got the takedown, and basically ran out the fight there on top. But, man, like, go watch that replay. Uh, He
0: ate him. I will still say that he was only one more time getting touched before it, like... But he'll, he'll tell you, like, I was... Fully with it. Like I was aware. Like, uh, that dude, was fight. You IQ right hit, like, there.
2: That was fight. Oh, IQ.
0: absolutely. It w- that was super. I mean, he got himself into trouble and he found a way to like, and uh, you know, that's a different Ethan Goss, uh, you know, Ethan, when he's on, I've said this for a long time. When Ethan's at his best, and, and and it's a confidence thing. When he feels confident about himself, about like a matchup, about like it's it's a different animal. When when Ethan starts to question, you know, you know, am I good enough for this? Like, am I like? That's when he becomes like the fighter who has has struggled at times. And Ethan's been on fire, and then. Cooled off, been on fire his whole career. Mm -hmm. Now he's on fire and he's staying on fire. And that that's good to see. That maturity, that like ring aware cage awareness. That um like talking about like a lot of people, yeah, and that when you're an amateur, you have two, three two-minute rounds, you don't you, you don't have to be as conditioned as you have to be with when you're when you're fighting for 15 minutes, you're fighting for almost three times as long. Right. So Ethan. Like knows when to take breaks he knows when to like he's gotten so much better at all those aspects of his game i think he's in he's in full stride he's things are going mm-hmm. things are looking good for him
2: well so what uh taylor came in five out of seven wins two fight win streak and uh, and the two losses in that seven fight span two losses were against um killers i think uh jarell hodge and um was isaiah chapman, isaiah the other chapman one? yeah,
1: yeah. r.i.p to him that's yeah. a life gone way too soon yeah. but an amazing fighter as is hodge of course everybody in this area at least knows Jerrell hodge as being the best of the best and yeah i mean those losses and you saw it against ethan like we know what ethan's about we know how good he's been especially lately and how good he is and tobias was absolutely in there Mixing it up in that fight. It wasn't a blowout by any means. It was a very close fight. And to your credit, Jim, that entire card was incredibly close. There were a lot of decisions, a lot of very close decisions, a lot of hometown guys getting upset. I think the blue corner won 7 out of 11 fights, mm-hmm. we said. So just really evenly matched stuff. So kudos to you on that one. And I will direct it to the co-main event being a perfect example of this. You know, Justin Patton and Rico Tally. That is a tough fight for Justin Patton, and we knew that going in. Like yeah,
0: and, it, and it was, you know, full disclosure. It was a fight that I was like, "Whoa, guys! Like this is, this is a really tough fight." Like, and you know, <laughs> those are the ones that make the most impact. Man, like Justin Patton had us his signature win. Yeah, like that was there's no question in my mind that that's kind of the game changer. That's the confidence builder. That's the mm-hmm. booster. That's the nomad. Like Jake Lowry had that, mm-hmm. that type of win where, you know, you know, when you're in deep waters, you're going to, you can still find a way out. You're not giving up. You're not like that doubt enters the mind of everyone. You doubt yourself about everything. When you overcome that and you say, wow, I like, I got past this. And then he like, you were mentioning earlier Hunter between us that there was just a different
1: fire with him after that first round truly was. I mean, that's always been the thing with Patton, at least, you know, since I've been involved with with the promotion and seeing his fights up close is there's that moment where he gets in trouble early and just can't overcome it. Like the Sean, his pro debut gets submitted very early. Devin Lozay takes his back, chokes him out, kind of just wears him down, chokes him out. When Patton survived Rico's, back control, back take, he just opened up immediately after that. And you could see it as the fight goes, the swag. Like, go again, go re-watch the fight and just watch Patton's body language. He literally gets stronger as that fight goes, and you can literally physically see the changes in him and that confidence just keep growing and growing. Because Rico Tally, and we talked about it a lot, Jim, and I know, Ryan, we all three talked about it a lot, Rico's specialty is taking your back and choking you out like that's where he wants to get and he got that position against Justin and Justin knew that going in and it happened and he shut it down I mean that's all the confidence in the world that's like going to the ground with Damian Maya and surviving and getting back to your feet you know like if you could do that you're like mm. man I got this fight in the bag now and and this
0: is a guy Enrico Tally. that this is a guy that has been Big time people have noticed this guy. Like, right. so he applied for uh, a scholarship to Rufus Sport, and he was selected. Like, this is the kid. This is the kid with the talent. We want to bring him up here and, and offer him uh, offer him training. So, the you know, it, it's such a big fight. It's such a big win and a landmark win for Justin. I think. You know, Justin has the ability to kind of write his own story from here. Like the, the sky's the limit. You know, this is a this is a kid who, you know, had a couple year layoff, kept having injuries, mm. kept having setbacks, yeah. setback after setback, losing a toe, like you name it. Justin went through it, and then he made his pro debut, and he always stayed on that losing side. Like zero and one, one and one, zero and two, one and two, like. And now he's on that winning track, and he's putting all those pieces together. There's no one that wants it more. There's no one that trains harder. There's no one that is more determined and like just focused on, I want to take this thing as far as I can. its It's just nice to see him uh, him progressing along that path.
1: Yeah, and honestly, what's gonna be even more interesting in the future is that now you beat somebody like Rico Tally. You can't take a step back from there. Like the next guy's going to be even tougher. Like Justin is now in that realm of fighting extremely tough elite guys. That's all there is to it. You beat a guy like Tally, you can't go back from there. You yeah. know, all right. absolutely.
2: He um, Justin said at, at weigh-ins after they were done and did the photo shoot that um, that we were going to see. He said he had another level to show, and nice. he couldn't wait to you know for Saturday night to come. So.
0: And we, well, we saw how that and and, and 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 that's the cool thing is like he didn't know at the time when he said that what exactly that meant he just felt something but to me that meant like with the ability of hindsight now and ha- knowing he said that that he was going to overcome like him overcoming someone else's greatest strength mm-hmm. is is what I don't know. It's just, it's special for him. And and so I, I called him at like 12 o'clock, one, one o'clock at night, I was driving home and I just say, man, I I just want to congratulate you. Like, dude, that was a really, really like tough fight against an absolute animal. And you, you proved to yourself to like, just blew my mind. I was really impressed by it. Yeah, I think
2: that's the biggest thing for him is proven to himself. Right. Um, <clears throat> the the thing that I noticed most about that fight, and I, I forget who I was talking to about this. Maybe it was uh, it was Luke, Luke Payson. Um, after the, you know the fights were over, and, and I told him, and Luke said that it was it was like they mentioned it on uh, on the pay per view that there was an adjustment made, and you could tell that patton was picking up on i don't know if it was tells that was coming from rico but once um once he was able to fight him off his back they got back to their feet it it started to come a little um a little more in the second round but um patton was able to tell whenever tally was going to come in for the shot mm-hmm. and he started mm-hmm. stuffing it and that's when they were, you know he had his back on the cage tally was sort of muscling him there and then there was one time where he reversed it and right he from got that his underhooks yeah. Yep. yeah yeah and and he took over from there
0: yeah i mean it it was really really super impressive and uh you know i i still think i still think he's one of those guys that um you know i i'd like to see him be able to stuff takedowns early and and really thwart that attack cuz i mean if if he keeps the fight fight standing i think most people are going to be in trouble against him and so you know keeping those hips uh, keeping those hips back and and anticipating that he's, he did it well later on mm-hmm. in the fight but i still he still got taken down and and he didn't look like he reacted quick enough and there's always you know areas for improvement and i think that you know these guys especially i mean I still think of Justin as very young. He's twenty eight, like, but he picks up on things so quick. He he right. he he, you know, I he's still a young fighter to me because of all the time he had off um, you know, with, with his injuries
1: and whatnot. Sure. Yeah, he had to run a run of rough luck like few others for sure. So yeah. to see him doing what he's doing is great. And to uh transition to that third pro fight, it's kind of a good segue because you say Justin's still twenty eight, Jake Schilling. Been fighting since he was 18 years old and he's still 28. He feels like a guy to me that's older than that, not because he looks physically older or performs like he's older, but he's just been around for so long that it's hard to believe that he's only 28 still. So that's a guy who could still be, you know, finding the prime of his fighting career. But Brett Pastore wasn't interested in that narrative too much Saturday night. That guy was a freaking animal. And I told him and his coaches after the fight, like, was an honor to have you in our cage like there's no doubt in my mind you you're going places like you can just tell when a guy has it yeah that kind of top control his grappling in that fight was some of the best i've seen in our cage and lou armazani jake's grappling coach after the fight was telling me too he was like dude what brett just did was so impressive he's like you do not see grappling like that on the regional level so Lou was very impressed, and that's enough to convince me that what I saw was true, too. Man, It was a different level. My friends Tony and his son Colin from Cincinnati, shout-out, guys. Thank you again for coming. They always support the cause and show up and have fun. At weigh-ins, they were like, "Man, he looks like Khabib. He had that little, you know, like mm-hmm. Dagestani beard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and everything." And then it co- turns out he fights like Khabib he, too. He grappled <laughs> so, like Khabib, yeah. Too. So that, that was kind of funny. So yeah, Pastore is kind of the the regional MMA Khabib right now, I guess you could say. Certainly showed it on Saturday. Yeah, I was I was I was very impressed um, with Pastore, and
0: you know overall those are two young guys i mean they're 27 28 years old i think they both have a great future i would like to see jake um you know he he says he wants to you know go to 145 i i, I just don't know what the right solution is for him i think he he when he is on like one of the baddest dudes mm-hmm. i you'll ever see and when he's not he he's very very beatable like not not <laughs> but i just didn't see the same jake Schilling, just his demeanor his his i di- he didn't look the same to me as he has in when he's looked his best and i i noticed uh, you know two different you know two different fighters at times
1: sure
2: well th- yeah um the one thing i noticed for him that night, for Saturday night, was he, like in the beginning of the fight, first round, he looked strong on his feet. And if it was going to be a striking contest, that was going to go to Schilling. You know, I don't know what, what that outcome would have been, whether it was a finish or just on points, you know, going to the judges, if it would have stayed that way. But um, it's, I don't know where he wants to build his resume. 145, 155, I think... He's probably better suited at 145,
0: mm-hmm. um, you know, and we've got... He's so big for yeah, that Yeah, he weight. is, like, but... He's got just, I, he's got too much, but he's a bulky guy. Like, he's not big, like, ch- he's muscular and, like, I, I don't know if he can lose that much.
2: Yeah, so he's in a situation um, maybe, like, uh, Patton is coming out of where he was fighting at 135 and, and having a hard time getting there. And so he, he did the two catch weights at 140. And now going forward, it's 145 all the way for Patton. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, Jake is the same way where he was, you know, wanting to fight at 145. Maybe 155 is, you know, where he's supposed to be. I don't know. He, his next fight, he said he's, he's locked in for 145. We'll, we'll see what happens, you know, if that's us or some other promotion. But um, he said that's, that's where he wants to make his name.
0: Yeah, I agree. Pastori, Pastore. 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 Yep, yep. Right. Mm-hmm. yep.
2: Um, get he, it right now because that's a name that a lot of people are going to become familiar with. He is,
0: soon. he is, real good. Yeah, like he's the, he's the real deal. Like I didn't see the, the I didn't see the holes. The you know, everyone has weaknesses. There's sure. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Everyone can lose. You can find a way to beat. Like, these guys are all skilled enough that if they find the right, you know, the the right recipe, they're going to be able to pull out a win. But, I mean, he looked really good.
1: Yeah. And on the opposite end of the weight scale, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, but Pastore fought at 170 as an amateur, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He Primarily. did, Primarily. Yeah. So you're talking if Jake wants to be a 145, Pastore's coming down from 170. Like, that probably did play a part in how dominant his grappling was in that fight. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think we tried to bring Brett in a couple times um, at 170 for amateur bouts. As a matter of fact, I know that we did. And um, yeah, I I I know who.
0: I I think we. we, One time there was talk with like him fighting Chase Boyd. Boyd, Boyd, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That'd be a that'd be a heck of a grappling matchup, man. That would be Mm -hmm. fun.
2: Yeah. So uh, Brett is he's going for uh, worlds uh, a world title. For uh, combat sambo, and um, I think if he gets it, he will be the um, the only American to ever win it, and it's it would be a big deal because that because sambo is it's it's kind of like BJJ um, is a culture thing um, in South America and all those stand countries. Uh, Dagestan, w- w- Waziristan, and
0: <laughs> someone was just saying that it's like oh it's one uh, I think it was Luke. Luke was yeah you know, it's one of those stands, <laughs> one of those stands. Right. But that's that's Goodness. their
2: their thing, and they take it's it's uh, there's a ton of pride in it for sure. them. They want to you know be known as the country that controls this. This is their game mm-hmm. and. You're not going to beat them at it, and he's he's going over there, and he wants to to prove to them that it it's
0: he wants to beat them at it. Yeah. There you go, he Maybe not their game, and that's what. Yeah, when you beat someone at their own game, when you when you, when, yeah,
1: that's 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 uh, huge. Maybe that's why he looks like Khabib so much. You you do Sambo long enough, you just start to look like that. Like he's just morphing you into just a become. Dagestani. <laughs> yeah, his facial hair is just growing out. like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> And, and
0: so, one of the cool parts of the night to, to transition uh, was, uh, was one of the coolest parts of the night, in my opinion, the absolute coolest part of the night was seeing, you know, Dempsey present mm-hmm. Isaac with the uh, that Hall of Fame plaque and uh, uh, be inducted, and really special. I mean, I don't know if you guys knew this, um, but. Isaac, did you notice he was wearing a black like sport coat? Mm -hmm. It had um, 247 Fighting Championships Hall of Fame induction on it. What? Someone got him that coat. What? So I I think we have to get that person's number and name and address and contact details um, because I I think that set the tone. I think we do a black. Black Hall of Fame jacket for sure. Um, that is sick. So yeah, it was it was pretty pretty special moment. Pretty pretty cool. I mean, getting Chris Dempsey to speak publicly is uh, like a an accomplishment in and of itself. When we were doing MMA fan back in the day, and we were um, trying to get you know, interviews. I, do you remember being up at Gorilla house? Oh yeah. yeah, We, well, we went to Gorilla house. Right. And they were there. And, and we asked Dempsey for an interview. (laughs) You could tell he like did not, we should pull that out like that. I have that, but we, we kind of, it was before the Bellator state college show. I think it was like 183 Mm. or something like that. And uh, he did give us the interview, but he's not real fond of like speaking, speaking publicly. But the crazy thing is, he's a he's a really funny, like good sense of humor guy. Definitely. Which normally, like those two, like go. But he, yeah, yeah, but he's
1: he's not. Yeah, he would never know. Well, though. I thought so too. Yeah, he did very it was great. well. great. You'd never know it by looking at him, but he's really smart.
0: Well, I didn't... I, he's funny. I what, mean, who I are you know. talking about? <laughs> and literally anybody in this room. <laughs> or Dempsey.
1: But no, he, he joked about that to me afterwards. He's like, you know, I am college educated. I, I don't well, look like, like it. Scholarship. But I am. Come yeah. on. That right. doesn't, that's not real. Yeah. You
0: you're, you have a degree in, in wrestling. He does have a degree <laughs> in, in wrestling, for sure. He has a degree in grappling in general. Puff. That dude's...
1: Puff. He's a monster. He, he is. I mean... Yeah, he's so good at grappling. And I, I'm looking forward to how his grappling career pans out as well.
0: See, I'm I, I'm so confused with grappling just because like I don't know. There's there's just not a like there's so many different like I don't know what's like the biggest or like mm. where's like like what means the most when right. it's like you're the gold wit like there's yeah, seems yeah. like there's so many different levels of it, it yeah yeah it just like worlds crazy.
1: or adcc or yeah. who's number one like which one's the best like right now gordon I don't, ryan okay gordon Let's ryan is the best we know that <laughs> yeah. and
0: like what's all the rest
1: it doesn't matter at they that should point. bring
2: him on to find out
0: oh yeah
1: i mean yeah come hey, on gordon Come on, our podcast. Fly out to Pittsburgh. He's on first name basis, with so him. that tens of people can watch you talk. Please, I know you were just on Joe Rogan, but we're cool <laughs> so too. The, so that tens of people. <laughs> hey,
0: listen, we got the new studio. We're on our. We're on the way up. Like, come on, let's be it's honest. In the twenties now. Last yeah, I we checked.
1: we might be in the twenties now. Moving on up.
0: Whatever, guys. Come on, we we have fun. That's that's what's important. Let's
1: let's move on up the fight card and talk about I want each of you to pick your favorite amateur fight of the card.
0: Oh, mine mine's easy.
1: All right, go ahead. You can go first then.
0: Um I liked McCaffrey and Davis. Nice. Yeah. I thought that those two um you know, those two showed what that two like Fighters with one fight experience can be very high level. Yeah, right. And if you put that fight on, like, you, you have someone watching that fight, their question will be, like, oh, is this pro? Mm-hmm. Is this, like, they did not look like guys with one previous right fight. So um I thought they both showed a lot of heart. I thought McCaffrey, he's he's a complete package, man. That that kid's really good. He's, he is. He, he has a lot of talent. I think Elijah as always, um, you know, has a super amount of talent. He, his wrestling's very tough. His grappling's very solid. He has some work to do on the feet. Like, like For most sure. wrestlers do. And I think th- these are the types of fights that like help you get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, and he was, he's a super humble guy. Um, he was very thankful afterwards, like talking to me. And, and like, I, I just thought those two went out there and like really put on a clinic. Like, these are, these are very high level,
1: novice amateurs. Totally agree. Like, if that was at advanced amateur, you would have never thought twice about it. You would have said, yeah, these are definitely advanced amateur. Like you said, even pro, like, honestly, some low level pro fights.
0: Some beginner fights. That, that might be yeah. better
1: than some yeah. pro fights I've seen, to be Other totally honest. Other than the rule set, right? Right, um, right, yeah. I mean, it McCaffrey's a beast, man. And I'll tell you what, he uh he plays a good role too. He's very like confident walking out to the cage, like border, bordering on kind of that Conor McGregor arrogance level. Like, I had several people at the fights, my friends and stuff, after the fights, like, man, that. McCaffrey guy annoyed me like he did a good job of making yeah. them care about he he had that persona, which is great. I love stuff like that, of course. And so he's like on his way of developing a brand while also being a very good fighter. That's a really good recipe for success. Fighters like I'm just going to tell
0: you this right now. Have people care about you. Yes. It doesn't matter if they don't like you. Not liking you is caring not caring is the worst mm-hmm. we all want to be liked that's f- like period point blank but when you're when when someone cares about you over indifference like I'll take that any day so if you ever have the chance to be the villain play the villain role like like you need to play it like Tobias Taylor played it that was he walked, awesome he was purposely walked in to <laughs> Pittsburgh in a, in a Cleveland Browns Jersey now it just so happens that this is an off year for football so not many people really cared <laughs> but um and it's a and like it wasn't a super identify it was a white jersey yeah, with right. some brown letters like mm-hmm. um it if it, it was a, if it was yeah. a uh, Cleveland Browns home jersey right. then that might have been uh, more effective um with ryan shazier sitting cage side by the way was he Just, there then though i think it, I, don't I don't know, know. we're gonna,
1: i'm gonna pretend he was well
0: let's pretend he oh we, no no that was yeah yeah i'm thinking but i yeah, think he was he there, was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure um but yeah having ryan shazier there was super cool i i didn't get a chance to talk to him but um we we you know we took advantage of the of the situation we got the you know we got the camera shot and the Uh, shout out
1: i'll be honest i asked beforehand if he would mind if we did that like the last thing i wanted was for like everybody to go mob him for an autograph or something if we did that but we asked he was cool with it so that's good so here's my question now it seems like it happens
0: a lot like way more often than it seems like it should but like, Ryan Shazier, when he got on camera, he's, like, talking and having a conversation. Like, he has no idea the camera's there. And then he turns, and he's like, oh, like, hi. Does he, <laughs> did he know the camera was there? Like, that happens all the time. They're like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, like,
1: I don't know. It could be good acting, but he was talking to Dalton Rosta. And I'll was. tell you from experience, as Dalton was just in this podcast room, Dalton can talk. Like, there is a good chance Ryan was sucked in. To a deep conversation with Dalton. Yeah. There. So I'll say I don't know. Maybe hey, and and Dalton's one of the most
0: intense guys oh, you, you'll ever yeah. meet. Like right. that dude's he's yeah, he's he's dialed intense. in. He's yeah. ready to like and he's passionate about like what it what he's you know talking about. So
1: Yeah, absolutely true. What's up,
0: what's up, what's up?
2: So for me, um there was there were two fights that I really that's enjoyed. That's his that's his like call. It was, it was that's going back to MMA FanCast, and when we started it, now Luke Payson owns it, and he has totally changed oh. the format. Oh and yeah, every, Everything's totally YouTube and um, and, quick and, clips and, it's, and
0: and it's strictly a uh, an interview format now, mm-hmm. whereas we were like I don't know. educational. Well, it's interview like. The purse. <laughs> I, I'm making a Luke joke. Never mind. I'll, I'll make it to him in, in, in front of him. Nice. They'll appreciate it.
2: Yeah, well, he would appreciate it here, but sure. The the tens of others that are listening <laughs> probably wouldn't understand it. So yeah, I um that fight um that you had picked out, and then um the other fight from with McCaffrey. I was super impressed by him. Um, just his his poise. Although the, I, you know, this comes with experience. I felt like there were times when he if he just um, put a little more pressure on Elijah, um, he you know, something could have happened or maybe he could have uh, found a finish there. I don't I think know he, that. he
0: definitely had the, the advantage when they were standing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, mean, I think Elijah r- realized that and didn't really want to want to engage and kind of. You know, stayed stayed along the fence and looked for his shots. Um, but I, I think he had I think he had Elijah in some trouble that he didn't jump on.
2: Yeah, but there there was something something that happened earlier in the fight that was keeping McCaffrey at bay where he knew that Elijah had it in his bag of tricks. And I think that's why he kept that distance. But but it, so that was a fight for me that stood out that I really enjoyed. The other one was um for the hometown side, um and the red corner fighter it was uh, craig perry's bout with mario texidor and there are a lot of things about that fight that i really liked um we'd had a lot of conversations with mario um he fought for us on our um, second johnstown card this past summer and he was coming back for a couple reasons and so he won. this wanted- guy's from colorado yes he comes yeah.
0: in like I don't get it. Like
1: he drove weird. from Colorado. Like drove
0: from Col- like I've driven to Colorado. That's a long drive. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's other places. Like that's what I don't understand. There's like other places between here in Colorado <laughs> that he could fight, or you could have yeah. like fights. But I mean, he he, he really wants to fight showed up for yeah.
2: the best. So it makes sense to me. Well, I
0: mean, you can't blame him. Yeah, I, I get it. Like. He had a great time. He found a fight. He had a great time last time. Like, he drove from Colorado. Like, that's crazy.
1: That's, uh, for me, like, that's on him. Like, if he wants to make that drive, I'm more than happy because he, like Jim said, he shows up to fight. Like, that's Absol- great. I mean, the dude is game. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about that fight in particular um, was he he said he wanted somebody tough. And when we sent him Craig Perry, he's like, "I said I wanted somebody tough." <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> and, it, so was and like, that was just based on record, based yeah. on seeing zero two. Just, yeah, I said we're gonna throw out the, uh, his second bout um, for Craig Perry because it twenty ended, seconds yeah. broken arm, yep. right? So it's not gonna count. You take a look at his his first fight. You're you're gonna be in a dog fight with with this kid. So we sent him the video. He he watched. He came back and said, "I like challenges. This one looks like." It's you know going to be what you say, so uh, I'm going to take it. Um, and Craig, Craig didn't stop. Um, he moved over 0-3, um, but that's a very, very deceptive 0-3. Just like we ran into with Aaron Harper, mm-hmm. um, you know, out of uh, like he's basically Central PA. It's
1: a good comparison. Yeah. I like that.
2: Um, but the thing I noticed the most um, that that was the difference in that fight. For me, as I watched it, is Mario showed maturity, and I. It's the easiest way for me to explain it that Craig pushed at times, and and Mario never got frazzled. And I know that's only his his third amateur bout, but if he you know stays on that traje- trajectory and he keeps that maturity level, um, and adds it to some fight IQ, it's it's going to take him. A long way, mm-hmm. um, but that was—I was really impressed by his maturity in the cage, and um so hats off to him. He said, you know, he he wanted a tough fight. He acknowledged it um, in the cage afterwards with his uh, ring interview with Luke, and you know, gave props to to Craig. Uh, but I was I was really impressed by by Mario, and um, not just with his um, physical performance, but in um, what he said afterwards and. And the way that he carried himself throughout the whole weekend, really. Sure,
0: I, I I would totally agree with that. I I didn't think that Mario was as good as he is. He he's is very good. I, I I I And that's just, not a knock on him. Yeah, no. I I. It's not. I'm not saying that I thought he wasn't good. I I. Saying I didn't think he was this good. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's he's really solid. He's a tough guy. He really wants it, and he'll drive from Colorado to fight. (laughs) That's amazing. Mm -hmm.
1: He was for sure. I mean, you could see improvements from the Johnstown fight to this one. You can tell he's been working a lot in that time. We, I mean, we talk about Craig a lot, and obviously his striking is very good, very fluid. You know, Jim just touched on it, how he looked very good at times. Mario landed some really nice check counter-right hooks to kind of keep Craig from really blitzing. Just enough, like Jim was saying, just enough to keep him at bay and to keep the, like, really good composure from Mario for sure. And obviously powerful wrestling in that. And also, um, semi-interesting note, like, Mario fought at 155 for us in Johnstown. This fight was at 145, and he was telling me, like, eventually he thinks his frame would be best at 135. He thinks he can even make another 10 down eventually, probably as a pro. Hmm. He's talking about going pro, and, like, he sees this as a career and even said in the post-fight interview, like, I'm taking a wrestling-heavy approach. I want the easiest way to win until I start getting paid. Like, there's no sense in me risking getting knocked out right now when I'm not even getting paid. So he thinks, like, he has a lot left to show, too, which is exciting. That's I great. like that. I mean, yeah,
0: it's always, uh, you know, it's always a tough call when someone's coming from an unknown gym mm-hmm. or, like, a gym where there's no other pros or, you know, no – like big long list of yeah especially for us like on the other side of the country on the other side of the country and so you know the first time we brought him in it was like okay we'll give you a shot here like why would you want to come into pittsburgh like why would you want to come this far and then you kind of learn that he has some family and like that's close he
1: told me he just really heard good things about johnstown pennsylvania and couldn't wait to Visit. Uh, no, he said Lucille's. <laughs> oh no, poor Mario. That was an unintentional. Oh no, I didn't mean <laughs> it like
0: that. I was more making fun of. <laughs> I got it. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, But that's... I
1: know. Yeah, I got you. I just had, had to call you out. But I'm glad, Jim. Honestly, I thought you were going to take the fight that I was going to take as my favorite amateur I, fight.
0: I think we were leaving it.
1: That you. was nice. I <laughs> appreciate that, Glenn. Or is this who you thought I was going to take? No. Okay, yeah, Glenn Christner and Billy Myers debut middleweights dude first off these guys are tanks they're They're jacked jacked. like look at their weigh info like when you see debut amateurs and and i know like in mma especially the way you're built doesn't determine everything but when you take your shirt off at weigh-ins and you're just jacked like it does say something and both of these guys were were shredded and, and jacked just big dudes big physically strong dudes and billy early with the wrestling you know he's a really good wrestler fox chapel high school and then york college really good wrestler Kind of took it to Glenn early, and Glenn, like, early in the second round, man, I thought he was toast. Like, he looked like he could barely sit, like, fatigue, adrenaline dump, classic, like, first time fighting things. But <laughs> he flipped the switch, man, and just, he was like a zombie the rest of that fight. Like, dude, just winging haymakers and eating haymakers. Those dudes beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> neither, slobber knocker. Yeah, neither guy would fall down, and, and Billy was telling me after the fight, he's like, dude, he hit me right on the ear so many times like my ear hurts so bad right now. He kept clipping me right on the ear and Glenn needed stitches like his face was all jacked up too. They were they were wearing it. That was an awesome fight.
0: What's funny, there's so many lighter weight guys. Like we have so many like 135 mm-hmm. to 155s. Mm-hmm. And so when we have, like, 185s, like, they felt like heavyweights Giants, in there. Yeah. They felt so huge because, like, a, a large majority of our fights are at the lighter weights here in Pittsburgh. We don't have a ton of heavyweights and 205ers and 185ers. No, so. they
2: move on to play football. <laughs> wow. Well, it's I mean, true.
0: And, and in all honesty, like, like, I would love to see more bigger weight guys here. Yeah. You know, we have Flannery. We have Pippins. We have... But we have a limited amount of. So we, we, this whole card outside of that fight was all smaller guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The 185 was the heaviest fight. Yeah.
0: And so when they were in there, they looked giant. Not only were were they jacked, but they were also, you know, 135, 145ers. And now there's these 185ers (laughs) that are cutting 20 pounds to get there. They looked huge. And so, um, yeah, seeing the big boys in there going at it like those two were, those two were swinging leather. Tough.
1: Yeah, they were tough. We knew, you know, both of them would be super tough. Glenn, you know, is kind of like a power lifter, works out constantly. Billy Myers, obviously, like we said, strong wrestling base. I expected good things from both of them, and they showed it. I would be more than happy to get both of them back in there.
2: Well, look at look who was at, in Billy's corner. You're talking about strong wrestling base. Who? Yeah. You know, he couldn't have picked a, a better one from uh, this area.
1: From the math factor. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Dempsey. The Big Demps. Who's that? The Dempsey. Oh, the, the Dempsey. No, it's The Demps. Big Demps. Big the, the big, big Demps 2 on Instagram. Go follow him. Le Big What <laughs> <laughs> Did you just turn, turn in French? Well, yeah. Le Big Dem. <laughs> Le Big C'est. Demps. <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: So, I I thought you were gonna Larocca. Yeah, yeah,
1: after I said well, it.
0: Well, yeah, that's a given. Come
2: I on. I mean, that was insane. That's gonna be for all of us.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so folks, if you haven't had a chance
1: to, you see, have to.
0: Joe Larocca is a cult icon.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm it, say it. It's true. I
0: love him. I <laughs> I don't know if he's. It, I don't know. I, I I'm just in that Like I just. It's he's makes me speechless. So he's
2: like um he's like Forrest Gump when he just takes off and starts running across the United (laughs) States. Everybody everybody just wants to be around him. And and like um Mm -hmm. Joe Dirt when he's on the radio show being interviewed, and nobody can like get away break away from that radio broadcast because they want to hear everything that's going Um, on. This is his personality.
0: He he's such a unique like he's i there's just something special okay to put it in perspective nobody there were a couple people probably that knew him in the in the arena and by the end of it like he was being interviewed and everyone loved him mm-hmm. he's he just has this special something and i can't i it's i can't You're describe right. it
1: He's he's magnetic. He just he, is. He has such a charm about him. Yes. Yeah. Super lovable guy. And, and I this found is out an today. MMA show. Yeah. And we're talking about.
0: Uh, I just love him. I I, I want to give him a teddy bear.
1: Walked out to Tom Jones. <laughs> it's not unusual. Like that's <laughs> hilarious. First of all. Yes. That's Wearing a, good, but, but, a Golden but Girls
0: shirt. Golden. <laughs> Girl, well, that was his walkout shirt. Was Golden Girls. Like how awesome. Did we make a on? shirt for him? I don't know. You got to make one with the Golden Girls. We're going to we put we him in to.
1: like like photoshop him in as one. Him as one like as it, one or give, the give girls. all the Golden Girls his mullet. Mullet. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> his mullet is so glorious. Dude. Like like Paul our photographer Paul took the best picture of a mullet in human history. Like yes. you got to go to our Facebook or Instagram we posted it already. Joe Larocca's mullet swinging in the wind as he throws (laughs) a hook like it's the best picture of a mullet in existence yeah joe if you guys like seriously go watch the stream and just go watch joe Larocca's fight stream 247 live.com that's where you watch it the replay's up now but go watch it just for him if nothing else like if you haven't seen joe Larocca yet you have to
0: i'm i'm pulling he set a record i'm pulling was was
2: yeah we have to acknowledge that
1: does that tie the record?
2: No, that is
1: the record. Was it not nine?
2: So technically, it was. We have the um, prior to Saturday night's event. The fastest finish was eighteen seconds. I thought was, Flannery
1: was nine against Sheldon. Yeah, it, it, it was, well, was that the official? I and mean, it was
0: twelve. Yeah. with with Kraus too.
2: No. Krauss was saying 12, but I think the official time was 16 or 18 seconds. I mean, that
1: I is think, right. Yeah. yeah. Krause is, for some reason, the official time was kind of jacked up.
0: Mm-hmm. Can we get this on camera? Oh, uh,
2: yeah. Is I this... haven't seen that yet.
1: Yeah, is... try to cast it to the Look TV. Look that. that. Danny, go to our Instagram and pull up the LaRocca photo and then cast that tab to the TV maybe, see if that works.
2: So if we were able to get a, like a, a time clip on that from the
0: so um, good. that's from actually, the fight that's I probably like 7.7 seconds I seven think that's seconds. the punch. I think that's the punch. It could be. It looks
1: to Well, be. I think it was a right that sealed the deal. Is he throwing a left that's or a right? The left. Yeah, I think it was a right. Really? Pretty sure, yeah. I don't know, I'd have to re-see it. At any rate, it was a nine-second fight. <laughs> there weren't too many, right? <laughs> it weren't.
0: was shot like it was shockingly, like it was. There's times where you're like, "Don't blink. This yeah, could yeah. be that. Fu-. This was that, not, wasn't that was the not don't the blink radar. Fight. Yeah, right."
2: Danny, look it up and see what uh, Flannery's finish was, and uh, and Krause's because we had two. Um, one was uh, 18 seconds, and that was, um. Who was it? The eight, 18 seconds on Saturday night was a, a finish.
0: Shall, uh But that there it is. was nine seconds <laughs> as well. Okay. And Look at that. When he beat Vanderhoff, it was 16 seconds. 16 so.
1: seconds. <laughs> Look at his mullet flowing in the wind. I love it. I love that so much. Didn't um, Jeff Mangin, what's the pit wrestler? Didn't he have a super like 10 second knockout for you guys? I didn't see that fight. Jeff who? Um, I don't know. I'll say his last name. Mangin. Think- Mangine, Jeff Mang- Magin, Mang- Mangin, Jeff Mangum, Magan,
2: that, That's not even close. That we should is just talk. About- we should just talk for the rest of the podcast about how <laughs> he just butchered that name that bad. Je- oh, Magan, Jeff Magan. See, I Magin. wasn't involved then. Mangin. You can't blame me. Yeah.
1: I've only seen Mangin. Tales. Well, and the funny thing is, Mangin, like- Mangin. Mangy. <laughs> <laughs> the the
0: the funny thing is, Ma- like I think Jeff Magan's. <laughs> name is g And so like when I hear Jeff I think of the J E F and like
1: that never crossed my mind like But didn't he have like a 10 second something crazy like that?
2: It yeah it was an early finish. I think it was um
0: Yeah that was a that was the old no touch trick.
2: 16 between 16 seconds and mid 20s maybe something like that. Danny it's another one for you to look up Jeff Magan J i can look it up right here.
1: I'll give you one more. because, And the only reason I know these is because when I was setting up the Stream 247 Live libraries and I, I created a little free section of the fights that lasted less than 30 seconds. Um Gunn was 16. There you go. 16. What about Damon Morosco? That was... He got one on I think Marcus that was Williamson. Like That's the
0: one time I thought that um, it shouldn't
1: have been stopped when it was. Yeah.
0: Um, that was 10.
1: So yeah, nine is the record. And it's held by LaRocca and Flannery. Is that correct? Did you confirm what Danny was, Palm? Um, confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> uh,
2: hi, hi guys. Hi, friends.
1: Confirmed people. Hi, people. <laughs> hello, people. <laughs> there it is. Hello, Get that. people. We're definitely making, <laughs> making that he's, Danny Palm Hello the one People shirt. He's responsible for
2: making it sound good.
1: Dude, Danny Palm's a legend back there on the mixer. Legend. Hello, people. Oh, also, we're working on a new. Um, if you watched our first podcast, and we recorded one with Dalton that unfortunately was using the old software as well, but we're using a different software for this one. So, let us know if the audio sounds better. We're very picky about this. Hopefully, well, it I mean, we'll, we'll be we'll listening know. to it too. I'm encouraging comments, Ryan.
0: Comments. <laughs> comments. comments. Com- like and subscribe. <laughs> If you like and subscribe the podcast. Hey, guys, listen. There's Brawl in the Bird 14 coming up, too, Dude. by the way.
1: Bro. Oh, my goodness.
0: We got we got fights. Let me just tell you.
1: We bro. got fights. Bro, break a second fight. We haven't given anybody anything Wait, other than... Wait, we didn't than- do a second fight today? I've been here since two. No, I haven't done it since I've been here. Bro. Give, give the people, Ryan or Jim, who wants to do it?
0: I mean... I, I would, know the
1: fight I want to break, though was the thing, and I think you I know do the too. fight I want to break. <laughs> yeah
0: is it I think it's the same fight right Yeah, I
1: think so. So Brawl the Berg fourteen guys is is like very limited availabilities left. We have a card that is full enough by for sure. We have you know eleven fights right now, fully signed books that that's a good card. We can go up to fourteen. So if you guys still want on the card, there are spaces available. But they're limited. the The offerings are definitely limited. But if you want on, let us know because this card it's a banger. We got Kama and Josh Roller, the main event that we've talked about. And now this this main event. No, I, I want to oh, talk about this right, main event yeah, first, yeah, yeah. guys.
0: Sure. Kama Worthy and Josh Roller. This is a blockbuster fight. Mm. This is a <sighs> math. What is that?
1: When something's real good, I want to just grunt into the mic. <sighs> <laughs> this is a
0: massive fight guys like okay there's some history there's a little bit of like animosity potentially with like mm-hmm. john de oh yeah and, true and and the academy and and roller and his t- i think there was some some we're gonna have to dig into that to see i feel like i remember i don't i wasn't there i don't but i feel like i remember hearing about some like
1: Mm-hmm.
0: taught like that's cool like not yeah. not good vibes so we're gonna find out about all that when we interview them but these two are gonna go it. these two are it, it's a crash course these two this was this fight it had to happen as a matter of fact the ohio guru of mma like there's no question yep. that um Why, Dave? (laughs) Dave (laughs) McKinney. Oh no, McKinney. (laughs) Dave McKinney is like (laughs) the encyclopedia of regional MMA in general, but also of like you know, just Ohio MMA region. Like this, our particular region's MMA. Yeah. When he saw that fight announcement, that's when I realized like this is huge. Mm -hmm. He was like. Holy cow, like this. I think
1: he said holy cannoli. Um, I thought you brought that back. I did, but uh, did he really say holy no, cannoli? He, he didn't. What he did, did he did. say? He said holy smokes, holy smokes, that's what he said. Yeah, You're okay. right. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's so dumb. a lot so of holy stuff.
0: This card, and and I'm looking at the secret sheet here. <laughs> yeah, <the camera. laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm looking at the secret sheet here of all the matchups. Because I'm not very involved with matching anymore. I'm I've tried to like step back and let let it be Mr. Jim Mooney's territory and stay out as much as possible. Yeah. And it's working. When you're a control freak, like (laughs) it's hard. (laughs) Not you. Um okay. Are we Do it. Are we ready? Do it. The second bout we wanna I I, I'm wondering if it's the same. I bet it is. Okay
1: advanced Co- amateur coming in
0: for his second time with uh, the promotion we have Austin Martinez yeah he first fought Edwin Vera i believe right yep, correct and he's returning he is he is bringing his 5 and 5 record from Michigan and he is facing off against Washington Pennsylvania's own Miguel Francisco, ladies and gentlemen, hit that,
1: hit that applause button, Danny Palm. Isn't there an applause button? Ladies and g- yeah!
0: there it is. Yep, That's,
2: those are the tens of people that are actually here in studio. in studio. In studio. Yeah. Thank you, people. So Miguel Francisco <laughs> you, has
0: like he really wanted on the last yeah, card we had. Big time. He ended up taking a boxing boxing bout, which. Was a week before our bout, which we said like we can't schedule. Way too you. risky. Um yeah. So now he's finally got a chance to fight in his hometown. I expect there to be a huge crowd behind him at the Meadows Casino, Racetrack and Casino at the Event Center there, and I expect to hear nothing but madness yes. when his name is called. I.
2: I hope that I'm not going to put some sort of dark cloud over this. But I looked back <laughs> at um, just my conversations with Miguel. And there were three prior events that we had where I had him matched. And then he got injured. And they kept him out for like enough time that... You knew that he was. Wow, you're just like the worst <laughs> yeah. human being <I> mean, ever. <laughs> so I, I actually told him, I was like, Miguel, I, I can't match you anymore because every time we talk, you get injured. So well,
0: maybe you're hurtful, Jim. Maybe you're just yeah. that hurtful.
1: Miguel, please wrap yourself in bubble wrap uh-huh. from now until October 22nd.
0: We'll call you bubble Boy. bubble Boy. Bubble Boy.
1: But dude, I'll tell you what's so exciting. Besides, you know, it's a great matchup. Yes. Miguel is from what I've heard. Like, he's one of the most talented guys in the Pittsburgh region. When you're talking just pure skill-based grappling and striking, he's an insanely talented fighter. And like, like you said, you know, he hasn't fought for us. We haven't really seen him up close yet. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. But from everything I've heard, he he's a guy to watch in the future. No, I promoted one of his fights for um, Pinnacle. For Pinnacle. Yeah.
0: Um, so so i did get to see him it was his debut i think he he, uh he it was a tough fight i think he came out on the short end um and i think that uh this was years ago i mean this is five years ago Mm -hmm. so um he's i'm sure he's a much more advanced fighter but he was a he was um he's known for his striking um and so I'm excited to see what – he literally trains. I think his home gym is called Every Gym in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's called, it's called yeah, yeah, Western
2: yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yep. So I, I don't think there's a gym that he doesn't spend time at in,
1: in this whole area, so. I think – I remember I did see him fight at the Made Men show at the Rivers, and I remember telling you guys right then – like, I messaged you both on Slack. And I this was, like, for context. It was, like, right after I started as GM, so – I was rusty on the PA MMA scene, honestly. Like I didn't know a lot of faces. A lot of the guys that I knew from before weren't around or changed, or whatever. I didn't really know Miguel at all. I remember messaging you guys after Miguel's fight, and I was like, dude, this kid's good. Like whoever he like, we need to get him on a card. Every he looked good standing, looked good, grappling, like he's very good. So I remember being impressed by him there. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see him. He's excited. If if Hunter's I'm excited ex- H-
0: this is Hunter homie steak. If yeah. Hunter Homie Steak is excited about you, then
1: you gotta show up. You're is you, that how you pronounce
2: your
0: either, last name?
2: You're either Homie, steak. <laughs> homie yeah,
1: steak, yeah, yeah, That is the proper <laughs> pronunciation.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've we, Homestek. Homestek. There it is. Homestek is wrong. It's actually Homie, homie steak. steak. It's like we the steak, steak you eat when you're like
1: with your boys. Yeah, the best kind of steak. Okay. Is there a better steak? There's like than a, a wagyu and then there's tomorrow? a homie, homie steak. Homie steak. Danny Palm, what's your favorite kind of steak? Putting you on the spot. A five Wagyu. Oh look at this bougie guy. <laughs> hey, listen, he didn't know the correct answer was homie steak, <laughs> bro. A <A5>. five ah! <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he that's beautiful. I like that, yeah well guys I think we have officially wrapped up brawl and the bird 13 for sure for previewed sure. brawl and the bird 14 for sure is there anything either of you fine gentlemen would like to add Yeah, I
2: just I, I want to um, add a little teaser I'm not looking past 14. but there's gonna oh, be man. there's gonna be something special happening for December 17th for that card
0: dun, 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 dun.
2: any sound effects for that I something special, something
0: creepy, He's something like spooky. You gotta know these, bro. 17th. You gotta know the
1: sounds. Something exciting sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen him hit it to me. <laughs> well, that was him That wasn't actually a sound effect Yeah, that was he was actually uh, hitting the drums. drums We do have a, a mini drum kit back there
2: Yeah, just a little teaser That's all <laughs> I wanted to put out there
1: December 17th Well, that's man. like kind of a teaser to me, too Because yeah. I don't know anything Back at the Monroeville Convention mm-hmm. Center So, Ryan said it, but to reinforce October 22nd is going to be at the Hollywood Casino At the Meadows in Washington, PA Those tickets are on sale right now so Right now Commas fight Duh, miguel's fight double oh, duh by just the way the
0: just so you all know first row has sold out
1: i didn't even know that second
0: <laughs> row is getting a little like it this will sell out it, we're announcing fights this week we've announced one fight and we're we're look at this tickets are gone from one fight like jump on that your chance yeah. to get tickets right now there's this is the I don't know if you weren't there the last show if you were there if you were there you realize this is a totally different environment and atmosphere and it's something really special. It is fire in there. Yeah. And so, and that's not like just it's a smoke smoke on fire, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah.
2: It's sort of like that underground <laughs> MMA feel to it. It sure. it, no.
0: fe- it like the the atmosphere, the crowd, it was just off the hook, and that was m- without comma Worthy versus Josh Roller. That mm-hmm. was without Miguel Francisco, yeah. who is literally the... Lives like a mile from the, the, yeah. the Meadows. Like, these two plus... Guys, I'm just going to tell you some of the names of the people that are on oh, this card. Snap. I'm not going to announce matchups, but listen. He's going for it. We got Tom Kaiser coming back. We got... Uh, Josh Vasoki, we got uh, Lucas Siebert, Tony Welsh. Oh. These are all oh. guys that are on this card. It's going to be fantastic. Monte Barnes is on the card. We got, it. it it's going to be special. Damone Hawkins is on the card. Oh. It is going to be something else. Guys, incredible card. Get your tickets now. You don't need to know the matchups yet. We're going to announce them all week. If you want to wait, that's fine. But you're going to miss out on the
1: best tickets Get them now. I can't think of anything else to add, Ryan. You just said it all. That f- that card is fire. Like the names you just said, insane, insane in the, in the membrane and really good matchups on all those. Let me
0: add.
2: I hope Cleveland shows up in support of their guy.
0: Cleveland.
1: I mean, you got to. You gots to. Cleveland got two. Is Demons kind of from Cleveland too? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. So Cleveland yeah. and.
0: But they're from different different right games. different
1: gyms but yeah so we've we've got a strong PA versus Ohio feel going on there which is fun so that's that's awesome but yeah i mean Brownsburg 14 it's going to be sick Brownsburg 13 was sick Brownsburg 15 December 17th shaping up to be pretty sick a lot of sick things happening here <laughs> Brownsburg 16 to be determined we're working on that as we speak
0: nice mm.
2: that's news to me
0: i know <sighs> We don't keep you like just like I butt <laughs> you out, don't just yeah. like I butt out of matching. We butt you out of. I just I match and say I got a
2: bow for you. I'll tell you when you're fighting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like that. Like we're like the UFC. Like we've matched you and we're just waiting to tell you what date it is.
1: Here it is. Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Danny Palm. See you for next. President. Time. Danny Palm for president. Danny. His slogan: "Hello, people. Hola. See you later. Personas. Personas.
0: Personas. (laughs) La gente."